Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I want to talk about accountability and the power of accountability and how it can actually be a key to overcoming your anxiety. I read a great little book and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's called Joy of Being Mindfully Present, How to Be Present and Feel Joy in Life. And this is by Kristen Larson. And he has this one section in the book where he lists these elements. And the third element is accountability. And when I was looking at that, I said, geez, I really need to talk to you all about this because accountability is very important. We know how common anxiety is. We know how many people out there in the world are struggling with it. But I wonder if we are all looking at the elements that we need to consider on our journey to overcoming anxiety. And if we have put together our own combination of self-awareness, empowerment, and constructive action, and one of those things on our journey that we need to pay attention to is accountability. Being accountable in the context of our anxiety means that we want to take ownership of our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. And this can be a transformative force in our healing process, in our being able to lift ourselves up and out of the wormhole. So it's really important to understand the impact that anxiety actually has on our life, it manifests in so many different forms from generalized worry all the way up to panic attacks. And it often disrupts our normal functioning. It affects our relationships, our work, and our overall well-being. And with this in mind, we can begin to see the different places that we might need to add accountability 
into our practices. So first off, I want to talk about self-awareness because acknowledging anxiety triggers, like being able to identify the specific situations or the specific thoughts or actual events that can trigger our anxiety is the first step toward accountability. So this is where we are actually aware of what is going on. And maybe in Claire Weeks terms, that might be facing, right? We're actually looking at it. We are acknowledging that these particular things whether they be our situations, our thoughts, events, whatever, are triggering our anxiety. So that self-awareness is so important. And recognizing patterns of thought and behavior, like actually seeing what it is that's going on and how one thing is leading to the other, connecting the dots, Accountability involves observing and understanding recurring thought patterns and behaviors that are associated with our anxiety. And this self-awareness forms the foundation for our change. We have a place to start. And we take ownership of our emotions, right? This is where we actually become empowered when we take ownership of our feelings and our emotions. We're not pointing outside of ourselves saying, this is it, that's it. Instead of being overwhelmed then by our anxiety, we can choose to take ownership of it and shift from being a passive recipient of anxiety to an active participant in the emotional experiences that are going on. And this is empowering. This is where we have power. Often when we're anxious, we think we have no power anywhere, right? So we shift then from victimhood to agency, viewing ourselves as an agent of change rather than a victim of circumstances that are going on around us, fosters a sense of control and empowerment. And again, like I just said, when we are anxious for a long time, we begin to feel like we have no power. So this accountability empowers us to make choices that actually contribute then to our well-being versus us just staying stuck in the same old, same old and going down the wormhole. So we need to set realistic goals along the way. And this would be taking constructive action. We're actually going to take some action. Because accountability involves setting goals and taking action to overcome our anxiety. We have to have some forward movement. So whether it's attending social events or practicing mindfulness, you can pick your goal. We're all going to need different goals or things to move toward, but these will give us a little direction and a roadmap so we can see our progress. And accountability extends to the consistent implementation of coping strategies. This might include our breathing exercises, remembering to take those longer, slower exhales. It could 
B, that we are practicing cognitive behavioral changes if we're working with a therapist who is CBT-based. Or you could be talking to a coach who's helping you with the day-to-day changes on your own reactions and replacing those reactions with actions and responses rather than being reactive. Whatever it is, that you are actually having the goal and now you are implementing some strategies to get there. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. We want to talk about also building resilience because we can become almost victim-like when we've been in anxiety for too long. We just think it's all happening to us and we can't bounce back because we haven't practiced bouncing back. So I want you to be building resilience by learning from your setbacks. Because in overcoming our anxiety, setbacks are going to happen. If you've ever seen my little drawing that I have, I think it's on Facebook and Instagram, of what people think healing looks like, which is a linear line going up and to the right versus what healing actually looks like from anxiety, which is a lot of scribbling, backward movement, going forward, up and down. It's really looks like a ball of yarn that the cat had gotten into. So we want to take that into our mind and not beat ourselves up when we have setbacks because setbacks are inevitable. But we are going to learn from our setbacks and by doing that, we build resilience. Accountability encourages us to adopt a growth mindset where the challenges that we're facing are viewed more as opportunities for learning, and for having personal development. This is why I say often 
People want to go back to who they were before they had anxiety. Oh, I just want to go back to my old self. Like, I remember having that thought and that feeling, but I want to be the person to turn the light bulb on for you and say, you don't want to go back to that person. You want to go to this new person that you become by going through this journey of anxiety and high stress and learning all that you have learned so that you don't go down the wormhole again. You don't want to go back to that old person who didn't have those skills. You want to cultivate a growth mindset and accountability will encourage you to adopt a growth mindset. Again, where these challenges are viewed as opportunities for learning and personal development. You don't want to go back to the old you. You are already not that person anyway. So don't be pining after something that number one, isn't possible. And number two, doesn't hold a candle to who you are when you come out the other side of this anxiety journey. So there are some techniques that you can use for healing. We talk about so many different things here on the show. So I want to review some that you can maybe take into your life and see if they can help you. One of the things that I have talked about more than you probably want to hear, but I talk about it so often because it's so important, is, of course, journaling. Putting the actual pen to paper is extremely important when you are trying to cultivate all of these things I'm talking about, building resilience, cultivating a growth mindset, and being able to take action. If you can be writing in a journal, I guess I'm going to have to do another episode on journaling. I'm putting that down right now on a on my whiteboard here so that I can do a whole nother show on a particular way of journaling, which is morning pages. Now, I, I've talked about it briefly here, but I don't think I've ever done a whole episode on it. Because you want to get this stuff that is rolling around in your head over and over and over again, and put it on paper. You don't need to save your journaling papers. Some people never look at them again. And this particular kind that I'm going to cover in another episode, Morning Pages, you don't reread them. They don't have to have punctuation, correct grammar, any of that. It is getting things out of your head like a brain dump. Because many of us never let go of a thought once we have it. Now, I got to watch myself because I'm going to go off on another tangent here. But that's what happens. We don't let go of a thought once we get it. We're like a dog on a bone. We're chewing on it, turning it over, looking at it another way. And one of the beautiful things of putting that thought or that rumination on paper from your pen of course, I know many of you are going to want to do that on your computer or your phone. Go ahead. It's a start. But the magic happens when you put pen to paper. You can begin. Another way is that you could be documenting your thoughts and feelings. I have clients who have kept 
their journals for years. I kept mine for a long time too, but they have since been burned. And I think that was freeing for me, you know, where they kept track and now they find themselves going back. And the beauty in this is they go back and they see on the date of the journal entry, maybe years ago, they were thinking the same thought they're thinking now. And they still haven't resolved it. Maybe you can let that go. That can be a heads up to like all this angst about this particular thought and I've not made any changes. Maybe I need to do something different. So in that way, keeping them and keeping them dated and going back and looking at them can be helpful. There's many different ways to journal and you will find the way that is right for you. And documenting your thoughts and feelings is another one of those ways because you can go back and identify triggers and patterns. And that can be very helpful. This was extremely helpful when I was working with women with eating disorders, and they would journal their meals, their thoughts, their feelings, the time, the date. It was a very specific way of journaling. But what we did when we met every week was we would go back over that one and previous ones, and we begin to see we would connect the dots, or we would see a thread that we could pull and it would go way back over many, many times. And aha moments can come out of all of that. So again, journaling somehow. You can Google journaling and find some other different ways, but I will cover some more specific ways for you to do that in the future. I could go off on that and talk about it for way too long. So another thing for accountability healing is that you can have some goals. You can establish some short and long-term goals. Not everybody is one to set up goals and live by them, but it can be very helpful to have a place where you say, here's where I am now, and here is where I want to go. And then we can begin to see the steps in between there. We can track our progress. And uh, what that always reminds me of goal setting is when I was planning to move to Hawaii, I had this big house in New York. I had all these things. I had just closed a business. I had family. And so I had a lot that had to be taken care of. And I started on the right-hand side with sticky notes on the right-hand side, the end goal. And then I would just go backwards with all the things that needed to be done. And the reason I did that with sticky notes is because you need to move them around a lot. The first way you put them out is not exactly the order that things need to be done. But maybe you would like to do something like that. I like paper and pens and sticky notes, so that works for me. So that was very helpful with goal setting. Perhaps you could have a big board where you had your end goal for your being living with a life of peace and calm and move it backwards. See all the left-hand side where you are and see what are the steps in between that I need to be taking for myself personally. And some of the other things that you can do for your healing is, again, get into some mindfulness and self-reflection. Practice mindful awareness. Do your meditation Reflect on your emotional responses. When you are in your meditation, you can see clearly 
how you are emotionally responding when a thought or a feeling or an emotion arises. And I want you to pay a lot of attention to that. You can journal about it afterwards if you would like, but in meditation, we see it clearly. It's one of the beauties of sitting silently with your own mind. The other things you can do are establish a support system. It's very important to be able to have somebody to talk to about what you're going through. You may have loved ones in your life that you can do that with, and that is awesome. But not everybody has that or cares to discuss this anxiety journey with everyone in their life. And then you can join a support group. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. We have the ACP group coaching program that you can join and be in that Facebook group and chatting it up with other people going through exactly what you are going through and learning the same tips and tools that you are and seeing how they can work in your life. So some of the things I want you to keep in mind is to not fear failure. Want you as you're going forward here and putting these ideas into place shift your perspective on failure. Just consider that you fell down, but you pop back up again. You take another step forward. Taking steps back is a dance. It is not a failure. I want you to also watch for resisting change. Those of us who have been anxious in the past see now how we got into a place where back in the past, I was resistant to change. I still struggle with change. I don't change easily, but I see it and I don't let it take me down the wormhole. So I want you to feel inspired by today's show that you can be accountable and you can use that to help you overcome your anxiety. It's empowering and it will help you live a life of beauty and well-being. Embracing accountability is not just a step in the healing process. It is a transformative journey toward a life marked by peace, fulfillment, and emotional well-being. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And now for today's quote. Most people do not really want freedom because freedom involves responsibility. And most people are frightened by responsibility. And that's from Sigmund Freud. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.